The Coonhound Collective Podcast is brought to you by CZ Welding and Custom Dog Boxes. Dog boxes built by hunters for hunters. Check these guys out today. This is your host, Jason Snurgrove, and I will be your guide as we journey down the road to pleasure hunt or hitting the long trail to those great cop hunts. This is the Coonhound Collective Podcast. Welcome to the Coonhound Collective Podcast today. Today I am joined by Mr. Jim Powers. Uh, Mr. Jim has a the Tidewater uh, Kennel Walker Dogs. And Mr. Jim, how's it going today? Well, it's going pretty good. I've been working on a fence here for the last two or three weeks and cleaned it up. And it's been kind of rough on me. I ain't getting no younger. Yes, sir. But, uh, well, I, mean, uh, I appreciate you. I still, I still coon hunt. I just turned 85. And uh, I hunt, you know, with different guys and teach them different things. You know, how I train dogs. And I started back years ago. My neighbor bought a a pup from John Monroe. And uh, 30 days later, I think he gave John $200 for the rock dog. And uh, his name was Eddie Arwood, was my neighbor, and we both worked at Chrysler. We hunted together. Anyway, I priced, uh, put a price on rock, and uh, this is better than 50 years ago. And uh, I told him, I said, I'll give you 600 for him, because he lost him right and run the deer is what it was, him and Deep River Lucy. He thought for a while, and he said, I'll take it. And uh, I didn't know if the dog was living or, or dead. But anyway, when I went to work, a fellow at work said, uh, Jim, got a dog belong to you, you guys down at my house to come in there. I said, yeah, Eddie, we took them hunting. They run a deer. So anyway, that's, that was the first Tidewater dog that I got. But the bad part was that at uh, a real close friend of mine, that dog tied water uh, rock was out of uh, Monroe's little chief, and I'd probably end up opening up a can of worms because a friend of mine, which is a very, he gave me a puppy one time, and I drove, I drove out to Illinois and met him. And he told me that Chief was sterile. But anyway, Rock was, goes back to Finley River Chief. And that's where these dogs started from, was that Rock dog. And he got the stemper. I was so busy hunting him that I didn't give him a 10-way. A, a I don't know if they had it back in or not, but that's what it ended up killing was his temper cooked, uh, his temperature went up so high it cooked his brain. But I'd done bred two females, and he's just turning two years old, and he's a night champion. Extremely good dog. And ever since then, I've been breeding these dogs, and 
hunting them all these years. And a lot of people likes them. Of course, they like everything else. You know, some people uh, don't like them, and, which that's their rights. But I still, like you said, I just went to Tennessee line and bred my female to a Sackett Junior dog. And see, the Sackett Junior dog started from the Tidewater dogs. And uh, I went to Maryland and hunted a, a dog called Tidewater Ship with Paul Bramman. And he said, Jim, I'd like to breed to that dog. I said, well, when she comes in, give me a give me a call. And she come in heat in Stony Road out of May. She come in heat and he bred her. And uh, this has been a long time ago. So a fella got a puppy out of her. And uh, she was the one that... Uh, if I can think of what his name, Gordon Gilroy. And him and Jim Meeks was big buddies, and he bred Dinah to, to Yakin River Jeff. And that kind of stowed the, the line in starting a sack of junior dogs from Dinah. And like I said, it, I've, stepped, I've stuck with them, and, and uh, the uh, I just bred my female back to... Uh, Tough Company Sackett, which was out of uh, old Sackett, or uh, Sackett Jr. And uh, I'm still hunting them today, and that has bred my female. I got one puppy bred to Tough Company Sackett, and uh, I was offered 5000 for him when he was four months old, and I got him killed when he was... 14 months old when he was tough as they come, buddy. So I bred his mother back. Uh, my friend bought a straw when I bought a straw out of Tough Company Sackett. And uh, I bred her to second. And I already got three puppies sold for, he's talking about $5,000 a puppy. Yeah, that, I don't know. If, that, I don't know if I, you know, if I'd be lucky to get any puppies, because I only got one, one puppy out of that when I bred the, my straw. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Well, um, where where did the name Tidewater come from for your kennel? Aaron Delaware Tidewater Oil Refinery. Okay. okay. When I hunted, I hunted Tidewater Rock. In that swamps down there in that marsh, and he treated three or four coons that night, and he he wasn't a year old. And I said, I'm gonna name him Tidewater Rock, and that's where it comes. There's another dog named Tidewater. Uh, and she's in uh, the Walker book, and uh, I have no idea there's a Tidewater name on a dog, but mine came from the marsh in Delaware. Cause I hunted it, and I'm telling you, them dogs was tough as they could get, buddy. They catch coons, and I'd run, you know, just didn't take me no time to kill a hundred coons. And it was accurate, extremely good nose, and they still do right good. Yes, sir. And 
you, uh, I'm assuming, started off coon hunting as a as pleasure hunting or, or going with, with some family, or how, how'd you get started into coon hunting originally? Well, there's a guy in West Virginia when I come out of the Navy called Chick Scarborough, and he didn't care much for the, the night hunts. He said it was so crooked, and I started hunting with Chick Scarborough. And that's how I really got the first coon dog I got was a mixed-up mongrel. I traded a rifle for him. He wasn't worth nothing. And then uh, I moved out of West Virginia to Delaware. And then uh, I started started fooling with the dogs then. And uh, I bought a dog off of a chick. And uh, me and him was pretty good friends. And he was really smart in coon hunting. He died a couple of years or so ago with stomach cancer and a, a great friend of mine. And that's really where I started coon hunting with him when I got out of the Navy. And uh, I've never quit. And like I said, I still hunt. You know, I hunt with people. I hunt by myself. I just like to coon hunt, you know. And guys call me up to go. I, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that, you know. that's that's pretty good for sure. Um, so through through the years, did did you ever get into competition hunting very heavily? Oh yeah, I hunt. I hunted like a mania every weekend. I was gone somewhere. It'd be Missouri or anywhere by myself. It didn't make no difference. Pennsylvania won Pennsylvania state champions ship a couple times and i had you know good hunts with them people up there some good guys up there i met a couple that you know turned out wasn't so great but majority of them was really nice people to hunt with and uh i made grand knight champions and silver champions and but buddy i had track dogs and tree dogs i'm not talking about a dog just bark 150 up lover marks i mean i'm talking about having a coon and that was my main thing, because they was dead accurate and still are. And I, like I said, I got a friend in Tennessee, uh, John Stewart. He bought three puppies from me. And he said he's had coon dogs, but he ain't never had none like them. And matter of fact, this, this straw I bred to my female belonged to him that I drove to Tennessee this, this second and had a bred. So in your through the years as you were breeding breeding dogs, what what was you looking for? Whether you were breeding one of your females to to a male, or whether you were breeding males to other females, what were you looking for to to carry your kennel line on? What was there? Were you looking for ancestors back in the pedigree, or were you just looking for dogs that had the traits that you wanted? I, I was looking for the Finley River bred dogs. That was my main thing. You know, I like defending riverbred dogs, and and uh, and like I said, that they he was cold nosed, good track dogs. They run coons that the other dogs couldn't smell, and then of course you you babbling, you know, they come up with the babbling stuff, but they run a coon, and and today they still do it, and run a coon a dog don't even know he's in the woods, and that's that's what I like. You know, 
and it kind of a, caused a bad thing, you know, but I've been scratched for not calling my dog. <laughs> I said, how, how can I call my dog, buddy, when he ain't even barking? You know, we just crooked stuff going on forever. And I didn't care much for that. But I stuck to my dogs and believe in them, and they always come through for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I know the Finley River, you know, dogs are, are a predominant breed, you know, line of dogs in, in the Walker dogs. and Right. Um, you know, they, they've been, been very successful. It so, sounds like to me that, that you've had some, some success with yours as well and, and with your, your breeding uh, program, you know, for sure. Yeah, right. Like I said, I always try to get, you know, a good, clean dog. And, uh, you know, of course, you get different kinds of dogs out of different breeds and all. But they want dogs now to leave you barking and get in yonder and get treated, good or bad, you know, and where the time gets it, you can't you can't catch up with him. Uh, you don't get no strike, you know, and, and uh, I didn't care for Batman dogs. But I've had dogs that treat coons and people that get right hot at me. I say, you dog coon don't even know the damn coons in the tree, buddy. You're hollering at me, and you got the dog that, that don't even know the damn coons here. And you're mad at me going to count of your dog ain't no damn good. And that's the way that's the way it was, you know. It's wasn't nothing to get mad about. Yeah, it just sounded sound like to me he needed to get on the waiting list to buy a puppy. Yeah. And like I said, I don't you know, I ain't gonna just breed something to just to get a puppy. You know? 'Cause I'm I've got two females now and I'm going back to my old dogs. You know, two Grand Knight champions. Well, Tony Epps got a, I got semen out of his dog. I got a semen out of um, one of my Grand Knight champions, and nobody wanted the semen. They weren't, but they liked the puppies, you know. And and like Tony's dog, he's he's a he was tough, tough dog, and he'd had a hundred uh, men to Grand Americans called Tank. And he had 1,300-plus points. And the guy says, Tony, Tony was clean about hunt. And, and uh, what did he take him his cast? He said, to beat my damn dog, buddy, that's what it is. And Tony's holding 1,300-plus points. And they give him a wrong way back to the clubhouse. And the guy that said this to him won the hunt the next Saturday night. And Tony lost the hunt just because he couldn't find the clubhouse, the uh, fairgrounds. And he he had a powerful hound, fella. He absolutely did, and I got the semen off of him. And I'm waiting for a, a female to come in heat now. So cross back to him. So through through the years in, in your breeding program, sounds like, you know. Um, you, you've done some some breeding to bring your line along, but it sounds like you're also got some some semen off some of your dogs and some other dogs that that are somewhat related in some kind of way that that you breed back into it. How how important yeah. is it to you that you that you bring that old blood back in into your current dogs? Very important because I'm telling you, they can run coons that a lot of dogs can't don't 
they don't have the nose that the dogs has got. And most people that's hunting with Tidewater dogs know they got some outstanding nose and accuracy. And like I said, it, uh, you know, that uh, a man bought one of my dogs, and I kind of, I shouldn't have done it, but he gave $25,000 for it. <coughs> and uh, I t- called the man up and talked to him, and and uh, I just wish he'd have bred out the different dogs. He bred the one, five females, and I wish he'd have bred to some other dogs. And like I said, it, uh, I tried to see if he had any semen. He didn't have any. said he wished he had. And a really nice fella. But he said, I didn't I didn't pull no semen on him. And here's a dog called Lay Him Up High Hootie. And he said, Mr. Powers, he was a coon dog. Yeah, I I talk to to a lot of different people, of course, with this podcast, and the the breeding aspect always intrigues me. I'm not a breeder, you know, for say, but um, you know, if if I got the 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 right combination or whatever, you know, I, I might would become eventually one day. But I always ask questions about breeding because that always intrigues me, and I and I think that the, the your generation of of people there, you know kind of got that breeding kind of down pat to get to to get it headed in the right direction and i think that's a, a important part of our sport that some people just overlook they just you know breed dogs to get puppies or breed dogs yeah. to take a chance and to me it sounds like your generation kind of had it more figured out of you know we we know what right. we got here ain't working and we know what this over here is working and we need to bring that together yeah and like you said, it uh, you know, you can't just keep breeding, breed, breed. I, I, I try to, you know, I want looks, nose, mouth, and accuracy. But I want accuracy first. That's my main thing, is the accuracy first. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, if you got a dog that tree coons, it don't matter what 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 else is going on. It's pretty hard to be beat if, if you're uh, if you got a dog that's out there treeing coons and, and got coons in trees when you get there. Hey guys, this is Jason over at the Coonhound Collective Podcast. Is your dog box starting to get war? Maybe it's starting to get a little crack like mine is. Maybe you've just been thinking about it's time to upgrade to a to a new box, but. You've asked your buddies and you're just not real sure what direction to go in. Well, let me help you out here. Go check my friends out at CZ Welding and Fabrication Custom Doll Boxes and Aluminum Products on Facebook. You can check out all their custom work they do there and their designs that they do. If you don't see something that you don't exactly like there, reach out to Nathan at 540-810-810. 540-810-5439 or send him a message through the Facebook page. I bet he can fix you up. Don't wait till fall to get that new dog box. Go ahead, get that dog box now. Get you uh, get you something looking good in the back of your truck that, that you can be proud of and that you can haul your dog around in comfort. Check my friends out at CZ Welding and Fabrication. You won't go wrong. Dog boxes built by hunters for hunters. Get yours today. CZ Welding and Fabrication. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I show a lot of young people how I train puppies. You know, 
I put collars on coons, zip ties, and lead a coon just like you'd lead a dog. And I take him all through, you know, fields and woods and all. And then I watch that dog work that coon track. And that's, and then I teach that dog working that coon track. So he's got to do what I want, not what he wants. And, uh, I have a lot of young people, you know, that i never seen that before. Well, I said, buddy, I've done it when, you know, when I'd put a coon in a burlap sack and jump on a sack and hold a coon and then put a collar on him. And I learned better ways to do it. And that's how I train. I use a live coon and walk him. I don't hurt the coon. And I can watch a dog. A dog learns to run the track and out the back track. <clears throat> And it works great. Well, I will say I've only ever tried to put a collar on a coon one time. And I'll I'll just say this. (laughs) It was without a burlap sack. It was just on the ground. And that was not a good idea. Absolutely. It ain't, buddy. I got good good ways to do it. And nothing gets hurt. It works out just perfect. You know, and I meet a lot of young people. And I explain to them what I do and show them. And like I said, I always got time for a kid. Yes, sir. Well, and that's you know. that's what we're doing doing with this podcast. We're preserving history and and, and and things like your breeding and your line of dogs to, to so for people to be able to go back and listen to this for generations to come, and and, and hear about you know some of the dogs and, and some of the ways that that people went about training and breeding and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, through through the years. So did you well, do I, did you do very much daytime hunting, or did you just do your training in the daytime? I do the in the evening, late in the evenings, and then and in the daytime, I do the training. I do it at night too, you know. But then I do it so I can see what I, it's what the animal's pro how he is processing, you know, and. Uh, you just take him out there every night and throw him out there and throw him out there. I want him to learn to do what I want him to do. And if you put him tracks down, and he can learn to run them tracks, you know, with the right way, and it, it's very important. Yes, sir. But I don't think as I don't think as many people as hunting coon hunting right now as they used to. You know, it seemed like it's it's slacking off some. Yeah, I you know I I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. There's there's way more hunts nowadays. You know, like I could I could be at a hunt you know close to my house. You know, pretty much mm-hmm. four or five nights a week. So I you know it's hard to say if people are slacking off. Or there's just so many more hunts that people can can go to to you know different you know different places now it, definitely the numbers at the hunts are not what they used to be. And, and of course a coon hide ain't ain't worth the nickel now. So no, they ain't worth nothing. And like I said, it, it's uh, 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 it's getting into big money now. Coon hunting is, you know, and like I said, a person offered you five thousand dollars for a four-month-old puppy, you know, at that, that, uh, uh, and turned out it's extremely fourteen months old and getting killed by a train. So I hopefully I'll have something come up out of gracious this time 
Well, the Saka Junior dogs, I'd, I'd say Saka Junior is one of the finest dogs to walk, you know, to produce and all. Yes, sir, and you, you're not the only one. I've heard several people um, say say Sackett Junior is probably the, the the best producing dog out there for sure. Right, and I wish I wish uh, Giddings would have draw semen on him, but he's like me; he's too busy hunting, you know. And uh, back then, I couldn't afford it anyway, you know. But he he is uh, like I said. Uh, the pup I got killed was outstanding. I hope we get another one. You know. Yes, sir. So, um, in, in your in your coon hunting um, time, you 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 got some stories you could share with us. Uh, you know, coon hunting out there. Well, like you said, I just just go from hunt to hunt. You know, and drive up, and I've been, I've got so excited about. Drive four hours and get there at the wrong date on a hunt in uh, Pennsylvania, you know. And and like I said, a uh, friend used to go with me to hunt with me, and we'd drive to Missouri or something like that, and stop along a little old place, cost you five dollars, stay all night. This is twenty five years ago, you know, and it's it just. It's changed now, buddy. There's nothing, nothing like it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be staying nowhere for five dollars a night now. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no. I got a friend's going to uh, the guy in Indiana's got reason that uh, he bought the puppy from. He's got taking him to a qualifying hunt this weekend, so I'm going with him tomorrow night and. uh He's got he's got a pretty nice young dog, and uh, John down in uh, Tennessee, he's got a brother to him, and he was offered some awful good money for his his young dog. They're just a little bit over two years old. I got a sister to them too, and uh, and like I said, it, she's big, nice, cross the dogs, and. Uh, like you said, I, ne- I ne- didn't know nothing much about reason. And then a boy that uh, that uh, hunted reason, you know, I talked to him, and uh, he's he seemed like he was pretty pretty decent person too. Yes, sir. But just like I said, and to go, you know, just go get off work and take off. You know, go drive to Illinois or somewhere like that by myself, you know. And uh, uh, my friend Pittman out there, he gave me, he called me up. And uh, he said, I'd like to give you a puppy. And I said, he said, he said uh, I bred my females to Sackett Jr. And I said, uh, I don't really need a puppy," he said. "I like to, I like to give you a puppy." And and uh, what he said, I heard you train dogs, good training dogs, and and you hunted hard and all. And uh, anyway, from 
him calling me up. And, of course, I sold litter puppies for him, too. And we've become very good friends. And we've been, we've talked, you know, ever so often for the last 22 years over just that conversation. He wanted to give me a puppy. And she was, she, I wished I'd have bought a sister, too, you know, because she turned out to be a, an awful good dog and was a big dog into my breeding program and produced some powerhouse coon dogs. And like I said, me and Michael Pittman's been best of friends all these 22 years. And like I said, it, uh, I drove out there and, and got the mother to the puppy and we tried to line breed him back, but she was then got too old. And, uh, and like I said, all these years, we've been the best of friends. He's a great guy. Yes, sir. Well, you know, it, it in, in this sport, and like I said, I'm no breeder, but if I was going to be a breeder, I, I would definitely want a group of guys and gals, if whatever, that went out there and, and coon hunted and hunted hard around me that I could I could definitely put puppies with, somebody that's going to take the time to get them trained and, and put them in the woods and, and, and see what they were made of. I think it, it about takes that. Looking for a hound that is producing winning puppies, one that is throwing proven winners? Then look no further than Grand Knight Champion. Champion, Silver Champion Stylish Bushwhacker. His pups have earned $450,000 in PKC and $80,000 in Pro Sport. He is a PKC Super Stake and UKC Performance Sire and number three on UKC current reproducer list. He is throwing hard going, hard treeing, get in there, get it done tree dogs. If interested in breeding to Bushwhacker, contact Justin Davenport on Facebook or at 954-614-8138. Bushwhacker is located in Fredericksburg in chilled or live breeding. Sure. And like I said, that, that made a that getting that puppy from him, I bred her twice and I made the silver champions, grand night champions. And they just, like I said, these dogs run coons at, and three coons all around dogs. And it's just kind of, you know, it just kind of seemed unbelievable. But that's the way it was. And then I went up Maryland and took two of the puppies out of her and hunted with a fella called Red's Carroll. And I said, uh, I don't want to shoot your coons out. I just want to show you my dog's ribs. So I dumped out Rambo by himself. He running tree coons. Dumped him out again, running tree coons. And uh, I put him back in the truck. And I said, well, let's take Boy out. And take took Boy out and dumped him out. And he tree coons. Turned him loose again. He had tree coons. He said, Jim, I have to tell you, you got two damn tough hounds right there, buddy. 
He said, them is some coon dogs, and they was. And like I said, boy died of old age, and I sold Rambo to a guy, and he starved him to death. I said, I can't believe that. You got a dog that good, and you starved a damn dog to death. I went over to see how he's making out, and I said, what the hell's wrong with this dog? I said, he starved to death. You better take him, took him to bed and damn if he didn't die. Yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad deal there for sure. Yeah, and guy, the guy was fooling with drugs, and his son, his his father bought the dog to get him off the drugs, but it didn't. All he done was kill the dog, and it was it was pitiful. I'm telling you, it really was pitiful. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not a good deal. That's definitely that's definitely not where you want to see one of your dogs go into a situation like that. No, not a not a dog like that. You know, he was, he just big, big 80 pound hound, you know, and like I said, it, uh, they was coon dogs. Well, like I said, it's like I said, I've been through a lot of stuff and, you know, and I'm getting up in age now, but I still hunt and, you know, and, and uh, four of my dogs and, uh, I want to raise one out of my old Grand Knight champions. I got the the cubes for myself. I figured it done been in heat, but he ain't been in heat yet. So you know, it. Uh, uh, I appreciate you talking to me. Yes, sir. Hey, I appreciate you taking your time to to talk with you know, me here a few minutes about some dogs. Yeah, and like I said, I I get along quite well with people. You know, and and uh, just stick to what I know best, you know. And uh, you can't do much. You get old, you slow down. But I still try the best I can. Yes, sir. Well, you just stay steady at it. And do people the best I can, you know. I I don't like being, you know, Dirty deals and stuff like that. I don't go for that kind of stuff. I like, I respect people. And like I said, I respect my dogs, you know. And I respect you calling me. I appreciate it, bud. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey guys, this is Jason at the Coonhound Collective Podcast. I jumped in here real quick to tell you about a raffle that we have going on. We have joined up with our partner, CZ Welding and Custom Dog Boxes, to raffle off a 24 by 20 by 38 single door top storage dog box. Nathan built a really great quality product. You can go over to the Coonhound Collective Facebook page and see pictures of this dog box. There's also ways that you can pay to get in on this raffle. There's 53 spots at $25 a spot. Now, some of those spots have already been taken up, so don't waste time. Get over there and get your spot reserved. Now, all this money that we're raising for this dog box is going to Superior Kennel Club. That's who the monies are going through. It's Superior Kennel Club, and it's going for their Youth World Hunt they're having in December in Alabama. This money is going to allow Superior Kennel Club to pay more spots first and second place. So go over right now, get your spot reserved, help promote the future of our sport, the youth. Go over and get your spot today. Thank you.
thanks guys for listening to the Coonhound Collective Podcast today. We really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to listen to the podcast. If you don't mind, head over to Facebook and give us a like, and head over to Instagram and give us a follow. It's both at The Coonhound Collective. Also, if you would like to reach us here at The Coonhound Collective, you can reach us at thecoonhoundcollective at gmail.com. If there's someone that you would like to hear on the podcast or a product that you would like to hear talked about, please send it to thecoonhoundcollective at gmail.com. Thanks again. Have a great day.